Hi, friends. You are listening to the EntreEd Talk podcast, where we feature amazing educators and entrepreneurs showcasing how you can bring entrepreneurship into the classroom. We believe entrepreneurship is for everyone. I am your host, Toy Hirschman, and I am so glad you chose to join me on this journey. Let's go. Welcome back, everybody, to another fun-filled episode of the EntreEd Talk podcast. I am your host, Toy Hirschman, and boy, do we have a treat for you today. I am so happy to be joined by three wonderful students. They have a business, and they were one of the finalists of our Fall 2021 eSteam Pitch Competition. They are the Nine Lives Phone Case Company. I think I got your company name right. And I have with me Emma, Madison, and Emlyn. Welcome, welcome, ladies. Thank you so much for joining me today. Their teacher, Scott Miller, is also off on the side, but we're going to we're gonna talk to these ladies. And if he wants to pipe in, we'll let him. Maybe. <laughs> Go ahead, Madison. Well, thank you for having us today. It's great to be on a podcast, and I was really excited for this. Well, we're so happy to have you here. Why don't we dive in? And um, first, why don't you tell me what school do you go to and and where? Um, we go to school at Smoky Mountain um, Elementary School in Whittier, North Carolina. Awesome. So why don't you tell us a little bit about your business and just, just start off by just explaining the business in general. And then we'll talk later about how you came up with the idea. Um, so Nine Lives is a phone case, and it's a folio-style phone case that folds over and has springs to um, help it fold back, and they become tense when folded back, and then when it, if it slips out of your hands, it'll just snap shut, if that makes sense. Cool. So why did, how did you come up with this idea? What was your, where did you, where did you have this brainstorm. Go ahead, Madison. Last year, I was in a different competition. And I was like trying to think of something to do for it. And at the time, I kept dropping my phone constantly over and over again. And every time I dropped it, I was quite nervous to see if like, when I picked it up, it might have a crack in the screen or something. So then I thought, wait, maybe an idea for the project would be a phone case that protects your phone when it falls, so it reduces cracks for your screen. I love that. I love that. I really, I read your, I read your business model canvas, and I um, was like, oh my gosh, I need that because I'm actually currently my phone case just broke. Thank oh, goodness the phone didn't break, but now I have a naked phone, and I'm very, very nervous <laughs> about this because a new case hasn't hasn't showed up yet. But awesome, awesome. So who is your who is your target market for this for this phone case? Um, so like active people and like working people that need to use their phone a lot and maybe like worry about their phone dropping. They're also young to middle age because that seems like the group that uses their phone the most. I'm so that's the group that we're targeting. They're young, middle-aged, active, working people. Cool. I like to think I fit into that group, sort of. <laughs> also like a folio style. So what's it, can you tell us what that means? What does it mean to have a folio style case? Um, so basically it's like a regular phone case, but it just has a flap 
that folds over the skirt. Do you get what cool. I mean? And you said it was like, it was weighted or something with a spring or there's something that like a mechanism in it? So in the fold of it, there's gonna be springs that when it's folded back, it's it becomes tense. And then if it falls out of your hand, the springs will make it Also, close. the spine of the phone case is weighted with weight. So it falls closer to its back than its front. That's really cool. And is there like, other features or any other cool features of it or features that can be added to it? Go ahead, Madison. Um, so also one thing about our phone case is it has storage. Since it's a folio style phone case, it can have pockets in it so you can store stuff like credit cards and all sorts of stuff. So it has storage and protection. Cool. So what made you decide to participate in the fall pitch competition? We just thought it sounded interesting and winning money is great. So <laughs> that's really cool. And you said you're at elementary. What what grade are you guys in? Uh seventh. All three of okay. us in the same class. I'm gonna come in here for just a second to brag on my team because this is one thing I've got to say. So um, last year, I had three teams that that made it to the finals in the competition for the Western Carolina region. And my nine lives team was the only one that didn't play. So I had a team that placed second last year. I had a team that placed third last year. And my li nine lives team did great, but they didn't place. What I was so pleased back is they came back this year. They're my only team that uh, even participated in the final 15. And they place third. So the the perseverance, the resilience, the grit, the determination, and the improvement on their product is just phenomenal. So like I said, I just really got to brag on my team there. Um, so so as I've already told you, great job all. I was really impressed reading the business model canvas. Uh, the the level of research that you that you put into this, like there's some, I didn't even, I couldn't even understand the word it was sorbothane or something like that. That's like the case is made out of like, how did you, how did you come up with that? How did you do, how did you approach your research to this product? Um, so we looked for like a uh, shock absorbent material, you know, that will help with vibrations. And so we found sorbothane and it's a, a different type of product that is actually perfect for that. That's what we will base our phone case out of. Also, not a lot of phone cases. I don't know of any phone case companies that use Sorbethine in their phone cases. So that also makes us a little bit more unique. That's awesome. Did you, what did you, what kind of research did you do around costing this out? Like how much will it cost for you to get this thing off the ground? How did you come to that? Um, so we like took the price of the materials that it costed and then just multiplied that by however much we wanted to make off of it. Um, we started um, looking at factories to produce our product if it got really big, so we wouldn't have to hand make every one. So I contacted my uncle, who was the former vice president of Costa Del Mar Sunglasses, and he helped us out a little bit um, on finding factories and how to work with factories and patents and lawyers for everything so our idea wouldn't get stolen. Wow that's incredible. What was your plan to get this at like did you did you contact potential customers or what was your plan to kind of get this in front of people to see what their feedback would be? I don't know we just talked to our family and like Evelyn said her uncle we 
ran our idea past him. Um, yeah, mostly just our close circle. When we start out, we'll probably start out in like a smaller stuff. And then once it gets more popular, maybe you get a little bit farther from here. Um, we were going to advertise on like um, social media posts and hopefully make our own website so people could go to it. If I wanted to, to buy one of the first ones, because you said you would hand make them at first, how are you going to do that? How, I don't even know how you would hand made it with like a 3D printer or something. Well, a mold would be like what we would go to. So if we could get like a pore substance that we could pour into a mold and make it out of that, that would be. And then add the elements on top of it. Yeah, add the extra stuff. <laughs> That's, that's a lot of engineering. That's really cool. I wouldn't even know how to begin putting it, putting even a prototype together. Did you guys do a prototype or did you a sketch or something to kind of um, see the functionality? Well, we made like um, kind of like a blueprint for it. Yeah, sort of like that. And then we actually showed that in our slides of the competition of how it would look like. So, and we didn't really make a product, but we will be making one for the next competition. That's awesome. Well, I hope that you participate in our next competition. <laughs> I'm excited to see the next generation of this. It really be neat. So tell us what, um, what was it like being a part of the competition, especially since it wasn't, since it was virtual and, and that's, you know, that's a whole new world that everyone's kind of navigating right now. Go ahead, Madison. Okay. So like, was not really stressful because some of us were in it last year and we got the basics of it. We worked together as a team to like set up the video and stuff when we were recording and planning out our pitch. It was really a team effort to make everything go right. We did a lot of rehearsing on the day of the pitch. So we figured out exactly how we would run through it. What was one thing that you learned? I'll have each of you share. What was one thing that you learned from this whole experience? And you can include something from the last time too. Um, I was not a part of the team the last time. I was a part of um, another team. But I think I just learned all the teamwork because we would just all work together on certain parts and get each other's opinions on um, certain stuff. And I think it was like a great engineering experience and also a business experience because in the future, we're going to have to know if we make um, a product like a patent, as I said, and so our idea won't get stolen and how to produce the stuff. I learned how complicated it was to start a business because I don't know, I didn't know it was like that hard and all the parts to it. That's that's a really great point, and it and it is complicated. But here's the question of the day: Was it more fun than some of your other classes? Because you got to like really get in there and do something that was real. Uh, yeah, I like hands-on stuff more, to be honest, than just like notes and stuff. So, thought it was great. That's awesome. Plus, it you have like you had like a goal that you were striving for, which is really is really motivational. During the competition, I learned uh, that. Teamwork, like the saying, teamwork makes the dream work. If we didn't have all our teammates trying their hardest and putting their effort into it, we probably wouldn't have placed because honestly, it was a team effort and it, it was really fun working with the team and I hope we can do it again next year. Awesome.
Do you ever, have you ever been on one of those teams, like for, um, for, for any other class or something? And, you know, there's a, there's a couple of you that are working really hard and the other people are just not doing anything <laughs> that used to happen to me all the time. And it's just, it's neat that you said that because that really, that really does make, I don't want to say make the dream work. That really does do that because it's very important that everyone has, is working towards the same goal and that you can build off of each other's strengths that way. So that's amazing. What, um, what does, I'll let you each answer this too. What does entrepreneurship mean to you? Because when I was your age, I don't think I could have even spelled it. I'm not sure I can spell it now, but I think I'm getting close. <laughs> but what does it mean to you? Go ahead, Madison. Um, so pretty much when I think about that word, it's like being creative in a, like a different sort of way where you actually make something that can either help someone and I don't know, like entrepreneurship is you're being creative, but while you're also can make something that can help someone and you also can make something that can, I don't know, be sold for something and yeah. Creating something to, you know, help solve problems. I love it. It um, kind of needs to be like this learning and kind of being in like a business world when you creating when you're creating something like the nine limes phone case we learned how to work a business in the world and also how to make hands-on stuff that's perfect perfect. we talk all the time at entreed about entrepreneurship is it's yes it is starting a business but more importantly than you guys said exactly what we always tell people it's creating value for somebody else and whether that value is a phone case or whether that value is a service it's creating something with somebody else in mind and then hopefully also you know it will it will generate a revenue and profit for you as well but if you're not creating somebody, if you're not creating something that solves someone else's problem, then you're probably not going to have a successful business, right? (laughs) So you really did find, um, you did find a niche in the market, which is really incredible because there are a lot of cell phone cases out there, but I have not seen one like this. So that is really neat. So last year, I've been the CEO of Nine Limes for almost two years. And last year we actually met with the Chief of Engineering of Otterbach. Oh, cool. They told, gave us some tips about how our phone case should work, how we should sell it, how we should advertise it. And then they asked a couple questions and they tried their best to help. And I thought it was like a product building thing because we put our their tips into mind when we started this competition. Awesome. That was cool that they let that, you know, that would be almost a direct competitor. So that was cool that they were willing to talk with you and share that information. How brave was that? Was that hard to like have that conversation with the president and CEO of Otterbox? (laughs) Well, it was like kind of for a minute, but once like we started hearing the tips, we were making comments and stuff and building off it. That is so cool. I, that, that is amazing because in seventh grade, there's no way I'd like, um, that's, that's such a cool thing that you were able to do that. What, um, 
what are your next steps now? Now that you've you've won, you've been a, you're a finalist. What are you, what are you going to do next? Are you with the money, and then even into even after that? Um, so we're gonna participate in another competition. So this year, I'm pretty sure it's called um, Smart Tank. Is that it? Okay. Yeah. So that's our next step with Nine Lives. So we're actually gonna make a product this time. So a prototype. Cool. So that they can see what our product is actually like. You should definitely make the prototype for an iPhone so I can get one and test it. <laughs> that is amazing. Oh goodness. Hey, can can I can I talk to your teacher for just a second? Yes. Hey Scott. Hey, I just wanted to um, to get some of your some of your background on this experience, and you've been through it already before this. So, what what was it like uh, working with your student? Like, how did you encourage them to to be part of the competition, and what was it like helping your students go through the competition? So, I, I teach basically a STEM slash engineering type class, and so any chance to to translate whatever we're doing in the classroom into some real world um, project, I like to take advantage of. So when it was presented to me, um, I just jumped at it. These ladies, as well as a few other people, I had them in class last year. I just presented it to them. It was completely voluntary toy that they just said, yes, we'll do it. Um, last year was really nice because we had a long time to prepare. This year was really stressful for me. I'm not going to lie because I tried to get, and I had all new teams. So I actually registered about seven or eight teams for the competition, but I teach sixth grade in the fall semester. And so when you're taking sixth grade students and trying to get them to teach entrepreneurship, and we only had like a month to put it together, it was, it was really stressful. But that's again, why I was so proud of this team because they just, they, they did it. They did it all on their own. They had zero class time really to do it. I mean, so that's what I like to see. I like to see the kids just really get into something that they do, not because it's a grade, not even it's not because of the money. They did it because it sounded interesting. And of course, the winning is great, but that experience is so valuable. So anytime as a teacher that, like I said, I can take my class and turn it into a real world experience and get the kids so motivated that they do it voluntarily. It's just like win after win after win after win. It's just it's so that's what I like the most about it, honestly. That's that's cool. You have you have such a cool class dynamic to be able to do that with STEM and engineering. I'm curious how how do you feel that STEM and engineering also fit with entrepreneurship? Oh, it's it's the the heart of it because when you're talking about STEM and now really they they've expanded it to STEAM and we really talk about the STEAM adding the A of art in there. It's all about creativity, really. And so, I mean, you, you have the science, the technology, the math, all those things together. But as you said, with entrepreneurship, it's really about an idea. And it's about an idea that fits somewhere into a market that, that fulfills a need for somebody else. And, and I mean, that's really the heart of STEAM, too, because what is STEAM really all about? It's creating stuff that add value. Even if it's just entertainment value, there's a ton of entrepreneurship centered around entertainment. So uh, I just think they're really, you know they go hand in hand complete with each other. We like to say they're like butter and jelly. <laughs> Absolutely. It always, it, I, I used to teach STEM and um, it was always 
interesting with entrepreneurship because it's it's almost like entrepreneurship is the next question after STEM. So you build this thing, but then why did you do it? Because it solves a need for somebody else. And that's, that's where that comes in. So I was just thankful that, thankful that you said that that's really important for, for our audience to understand. Um, so what are your plans uh, with the prize money and for the next iteration of this potentially? So Toy, I reinvest everything back into my classroom and my team. And so basically um, last year when I won the money, we threw a great big party and I got tons of nice stuff for the kids. We're doing the same thing this year. I, I've already ordered this stuff actually. So, so um, I'm taking about half that money and reinvesting it directly into the kids that participated as far as a party and little nice gifts for them. But then also because I do do STEM and I like competition in my classroom, um, and actually, we have a, an elective on Fridays. It's not really an elective. It's like an incentive time. If you do everything during the week, you get this incentive time. And so I have uh, a lot of kids that participate in that. And so currently, we're doing robotics. And so I, I am using the rest of the money as prize incentives for kids who win these other little mini competitions. So I won't tell you because it would give away to all these folks here everything that I ordered. But just lots of stuff that the kids really love. And then it's like a big prize cart of things basically from like 15 to $30 in value that gives them the incentive also at the end of like, not only do I like to do this, but I get this cool thing that goes along with it if I participate. And, and honestly, what I really like about this so much is, is it, as much as I can say, it levels the playing field. Kids who may struggle with math or may struggle with English they win my competitions frequently, you know, because it's hands on and they they really excel in that environment. And so, you know, anytime I can get kids engaged and then, like I said, this is just an awesome way to get a few dollars to be able to not have it come out of my pocket where I say I got this pool of money that I can just reinvest back into the kids. That is wonderful. That warms my heart. <laughs> but yeah, I, I understand. I, I came from a, a career technology background. And that's when entrepreneurship hit me on the head. And um, because it was like, I'm seeing these kids who were struggling in other areas and they came to my building from their high schools. And then suddenly they're in my building and people are telling me things and I'm going, these kids are amazing. What are you talking about? I don't have any discipline problems. I don't have any motivation problems. <laughs> because they were all engaged in something that they were really interested in and motivating. And I think that that's, that's what entrepreneurship brings to the table as well. So. And I was just absolutely sorry to interrupt, but I just also was able to get a, a, a couple of students who um, really like the hands-on stuff and they'll really thrive in it. So I, I was able to get them to pick out a couple of STEM kits specifically for their class and their group. So, so you know, we went to just um, online teacher geek and they looked, okay, I really think we'd really like to do this. And so it's just a very powerful tool where you can also give kids a choice and say, wow, um, you know, um, it's nice to have those resources and ability to be able to do that for students. Well, I'm so glad you had your students participate in this and I'm glad that these awesome ladies won. And so that is, that is really cool. I will, um, when we throw it back to them and for some, for some closing remarks, we are, we're always so thankful to get to speak with students because you guys have the best ideas. You haven't, you know, boxed yourself in and I'm so excited you had the opportunity to be creative and to let that shine. 
So do you have any, any last kind of parting remarks that you want to share with our audience? Maybe any suggestions for other students or teachers out there that might want to do some of the, like have their students in a, in a competition or, or students that are out there that might want to be in a competition? Um, when you, so basically when you start a competition, don't give up, just keep going and work as hard as you can. And eventually it will pay off. It's wonderful. Also, you know, if you see our website, make sure you buy a phone case. <laughs> <laughs> what is the website? That's a really good, a really good thing. Do you have a, a website domain yet? Um, we haven't like uh, created one yet, but we're probably going to in our next competition just to kind of get our business definitely started up. Well, we will definitely make sure you let us know what that is because we will definitely share it with our audience as well and our, all of our social media and stuff. I did have one more question. What were some, did you have any challenges along the way that made you want to go, oh, I'm done with this? And then what'd you do about it? Um, I think one of the challenges were that we have so many extracurricular activities, all of us, um, and we all play sports throughout the entire year and not to mention the class time. And we also do other clubs. So it was kind of hard to fit the um, nine lives phone case and the product and competition into our schedule. But we made it work and stayed late after school and finished all this stuff. That's awesome. Yeah, you keep your share. You guys were all rock stars. Emma, do you have um, a parting remark to share? Well, I agree with Emma. I know it's time consuming, but I think it was worth it. Definitely. Awesome. Well, it must have been because you're going to do it again, right? So I am so looking forward to learning more about how this, how your business unfolds. You are for real entrepreneurs. So that is, that is super cool. And I, I do have, I, I, do, I said I had one last question. I have one more. Um, so because you've had this experience, how do you feel? Do, do you feel more, do you feel more confident in that like later on, if now you could continue to grow this business and it could become a multi-billion dollar company? We, I hope so. But um, if you, when you, you know, when you get out of school, do you feel more confident in starting a business because of this experience? Go ahead, Madison. Basically, when we get older and when if we decide to start like our own business and have our own product, I feel like we won't be as nervous to start it because we've already had this experience and we know how we should set everything up and then just keep moving forward and not giving up. That's perfect. We we always like to tell, you know, our teachers and, and you know, we've even looked at a lot of the research and it talks about how having these experiences and the younger you have these entrepreneurial experiences, the more likely you are to be comfortable, like you said, Madison, um, doing something in the future as well. So that is, that is awesome. Well, ladies, is, um, do you have anything else that you want to share with our audience? To remember always nine lives phone case always lands on its feet, not, not its, its face. face. <laughs> <laughs> yes. 
<laughs> that is great. I was wondering the cat analogy was going to come in. <laughs> awesome. Well, thank you. Thank you all so much for joining me today. Thank you so much. And we will continue to let our audience know about your company and when you get your website and all of that great stuff. And thank you. And thank you, Scott, for your time as well today. Thank you so much for the opportunity. Thank you for having us. Well, my pleasure. Thanks, ladies.